welcome back. Hi, hey again. I'm here. I just got out of the gym. Got my ass kicked. Didn't feel too good about that. I'm going to try to be very delicate with how I <coughs> summarize my current situation. Because I don't want to say I've been slacking or I've slacked off. I've just, because I haven't. I I go to the gym every other, every single other day. So one day off and one day on. <clears throat> and that's been my uh, workout routine for maybe a year and a half now. And during that time, uh, maybe two years, but for about a year and a half now, I'd say I've been boxing very, very well to the point where Numerous times I'll shadow box, I'll, sh I'll shadow box, I'll train on the bag, and I'll do drills by myself at the gym almost every single time I go. And many, many people have stopped me and asked me if I'm a professional fighter or if I train people or if I can train them. Believe it or not, I'm not. To and today I went back because <clears throat> I realized... I just felt very disconnected from the body. And I went back to the gym. There's a few few guys there that I um, hang out with, and, you know, we laugh, we joke around. They're also fellow boxers as well. They, like, spar heavy, and they do it. They really, really do it. Um, and I haven't sparred ever properly. I've sparred with children before at my previous uh, gym that I used to go to called KDMMA. It's a great gym uh, in Glendale. I recommend checking it out. Um, but it was like very light sparring. That's about as far as I've ever gotten. Every now and then when I'm like really comfortable with uh, another person at the gym, I will spar with them. But it would be like a very light, just we're just touching the, we're not hitting the face. We're not, today, tonight actually, like they approached me for a sparring session and he was like, okay, so you want to do like that? This nigga put on his like his head gear, and he had like the mouth guard in and shit. And he was like, you want to do like the head and the or the body or the head and the body? I was like, well, first of all, take your mouth guard out because it's not that serious. We not we not doing none of that. This is not gonna be no Creed four or five. We're not doing none of that shit. Take the mouth guard out. Um, we're just gonna do like a light tap. You know what I mean? Like a shoulder tap. You know what I mean? We're just like, oh, cool. Like we're doing like patty cake. We not we not hitting hard and shit. We're not trying to, like, hit each other in the goddamn liver. Do you understand? Thankfully, I did get, get to spar with a, uh, a very nice gentleman named Fway, who's been doing it for eight years. Absolutely creamed me. Now, mind you, I, I performed very, very well last time. I lightly sparred with another man at the gym, and I was very good. But I realized, again, I didn't slack off. It's just that I put more time and energy into other things because it is incredibly difficult to perform stand-up comedy, write for stand-up comedy, write for a script, coming up with ideas for a script, continuously being funny, while also practicing self-care and staying connected to the body via holistic practices, being present, being mindful, disidentifying from the outcome, um, disidentifying from my thoughts, 
the this concept of time um while also figuring out how to edit this goddamn podcast on uh, Adobe Premiere for you guys um as well as many many other things on top of that simultaneously so i'd say like this week was just spent trying to figure out and then also trying to find time to edit the video and write and do all the, the other shit so obviously when i returned to to boxing at the gym, I'm not going to be, I was very sluggish, I also vaped last night, cannabis, um, which is not good for the, I mean, you know, I keep telling people I quit, even though like I did, but what it, what it really is, is I, I inhale other substances, I inhale other things, I inhale things other than oxygen, every now and then, occasionally, occasionally, you know, um, and the feeling is, the feeling when you, uh, are clean, when you, when your lungs have been expanded, do, you know, via yoga, that's another thing too, you know, stretching. When your lungs have been expanded and you, and you no longer have the, the, the crutch of, uh, a damaged or irritated lung because of the vaping that you do, whether it's nicotine or cannabis, is incomparable. It's beautiful. You feel light. You feel, you know, clearer. You feel more focused, more energized. And I'd, I'd characterize this session as just being sluggish. I was very sluggish. But I'm trying my best not to be hard on myself. I'm trying my best not to, you know, I'm trying my best not to, you know, talk shit about myself and be like, oh, you motherfucking piece of shit. You know, everyone who's met me for like more than 15 minutes is like, you're very hard on yourself. And I go, eh, yeah, the fuck, fuck up. I started a new job today. Um, and I quit after uh, one hour and 48 minutes. It's not a joke. I'm being dead serious. So I, uh, I've been doing this thing. So whenever I like want to find a new job, what I do is I apply to like, maybe 50 different jobs at once and whoever gets back to me is whoever gets back to me and they never it's like trying to figure out if someone is gay and you don't really know so we just kind of like they they kind of like always avoid telling you what they're doing until like the first or second interview they like give you a call back and they're like yeah so you reached out for this uh, open position and you like want them to be like okay okay what position did i apply for because i I sent out like 50 different applications and then whoever comes back to me, that's like the job I go with. So, you know, we did the first, second interview. I kind of like kind of I skimmed through both those interviews because I didn't necessarily know what they were, what the job really was until um, I got there today. It was my first day. It was in Santa Ana. It was an hour. It was approximately one hour away, despite traffic or no traffic. One hour, like uh, one hour, five minutes away. So I got there at like nine. 9.20, 9.17 or something. And the job was event-level marketing. Um, it was event marketing, and I've done this job before. I used to, um, I've, I've worked in sales before. I used to do this job. I forgot what it was called, but we would stand, at, we would set up an AT&T booth in the middle of Targets across Los Angeles at any given day, and we would pitch to our customers or they as they call them guests 
walking back and forth, walking by, being like, hi, who's your current? And, and the, the whole idea was just to sell them on new cell phone lines, get new lines, get people to switch over, I guess, from Verizon to AT&T. Like, oh, hey, how many lines do you have? What are you paying a month? And, oh, yeah, right, and get your fit. I, I've done it before, and I'm not doing it again. I hate sales. I hate those types of jobs where you like legitimately have to bark at people and talk to people and shit. I don't like the training. I have always hated the training. I hate the the tactics and the the, the acronyms and the and the letters they use and shit. This is the this is the SS two B four strategy, right? This is the th this is the R A P E strategy. Rape? Yeah, we rape the customer with our amazing pitch. And they and you know it, it, there's a lot of similarities you can draw between pickup artists and and you know like guys who get like a lot of pussy and then you know, sales. I don't, I don't like slick sales people. I've never, I've never enjoyed that. I, I've never, I don't, I don't like this idea of just like ha getting people's attention and shit. Like they did this thing today during the, the whole training where they were like, so here's how you get people's attention. You, you know, you go up to them, hi, hey, what internet are you using? And then you tap them and then you, you bring them over, but you don't look back. You bring them over to the booth, but you don't, I was like, this is the corniest shit. And I'm sure it works, but it's just, it's just not for me. So I was there for like an hour and the the guy who was training me had the worst he had absolutely disgusting breath it was like some form of halitosis you know you know when you like when you can kind of like maybe guess what what the problem is it's like it's not because you haven't eaten it's because you have a very distinct form of halitosis right now and it it, it was just absolutely disgusting no one will know the pain of needing to hold your breath when you're talking to someone and then just kind of like facing away from them like, I, the entire time I was pretending like I was hard of hearing, I just needed to hear him better, so I just, I put my face, I positioned my nose away from his mouth, so I was like, come again, say that one more time, but I was really holding my breath and just, and trying to not catch a whiff of this guy's disgusting breath, but it was, it was absolutely horrendous, and I, yeah, so, this is the first time I believe I've actually, like, walked out on the first day, because, like, and this is after, I like, I signed all the paperwork and, like, did, like, the direct deposit and, like, social security number and, like, the bank and shit and the date and my, my date of birth and yada, 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 and, you know, so you walk in, you see every you see everyone with, like, suits, everyone was, like, wearing a suit, but it was, like, one of those, like, horrible suits where it was, like, it was, like, ill-fitting, where you'll see, like, a guy with, like, a very tight blazer and, like, baggy pants, You'll see like a girl and she's like wearing like, you know, she was wearing like combat boots, but like she was also wearing dress pants, like pinstripe dress pants. And it's like, OK, I see kind of what you're you kind of just like threw whatever you had in your closet together and then hope that it looks business casual. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been there, done that before. It's it is a scam. If you are gullible enough to, you know, go out and if your intent is to just go out. And, and buy a bag of chips at Target, and then you get suckered into getting like uh, paying uh, over like a hundred dollars a month for Spectrum. You deserve to get scammed, genuinely. And this is I'm speaking. I'm 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 talking as someone who has been scammed multiple times in my life. You you kind of want to you 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 kind of deserve it, you know. So just uh, yeah, I, I I walk right in and then walk right the fuck out. I don't like that they had like basketball jerseys on the walls which is kind of how you know, you, you know the setting that you're walking into where like every event marketing firm tries to like be like the Wolf of Wall Street where they're like, don't listen to their words, listen to their actions, you know? Approach them with like tonality and like you gotta like, this is what I call like the confident approach, you know, and bi big cell energy. Like they like doing that cute shit where they're like, this is big cell energy. 
right? You don't you don't want to have like small. You don't want to have small, unconfident like like t- timid energy where you you know you feel like you don't want to get the sale. You want to have like big, strong, alpha male like Andrew Tate, big sale energy. You want to have that. I, I've had enough of that shit. I don't want to do it. I've had. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm good. So this was one of those days where you know I, I just kind of went through the motions. I I woke up without having like eight hours of sleep or nine hours of sleep because that's my bare minimum. Um, and then I just I went straight to the job. Uh, 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 they were playing like, very loud music, and they were like, "Yeah, well, the reason why we're playing very loud music is to get you used to because you're gonna be in a like, you're gonna be like in a uh like a like a, a Rouse. You're gonna be in a a Walmart. You're gonna be in a Target, and the music may be very loud. So we 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 play the music to try to get you to project more, and all of the strategies, all of the okay. So here's day one, day two, and and here's what you say, and here's the script. Just sales, just cold approaching people. You're just cold approaching people, and that's just not the. As someone who has to expel a certain, as someone who has to exercise a certain muscle when you go on stage, that involves you talking to people, giving them something, and then they give you something back, or they give you something and you give them something back in exchange of energies. That is just going to completely fucking deplete me if I plan on doing stand-up right after that job. So I'm like, I'll just find another job where like I'm in the back doing absolutely nothing, not talking to anyone. My favorite jobs I've ever worked at were the ones I didn't need to talk to anybody. That was my favorite. Those are my favorite, absolute favorite ones. You know, I worked at Nordstrom where I had to go and pick up, you know, mobile orders from the store, put it in a bag, and then send it somewhere else. That was nice because I didn't have to. They were like, you're not allowed to. You can talk to the customers, but it's really discouraged because that's not your job. And I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I, I love it here. So I quit that job because um, why did I quit that job? Oh right, the, the time was yeah, sleep and I, you know, I didn't too far away and all that shit. But anyway, you, you get the idea. There's some fucking reason. I don't know why I quit the job. I it, it just didn't it didn't serve me at the time. I've had like maybe fifty to seventy five jobs overall, maybe in total, my whole life. Um, you know, I still have these other freelance jobs that keep me you know very well sustained up. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, if you, you when you when you approach something, you, someone you want to make like direct eye contact, you know, despite the fact that, you know, they they have headphones in and, you know, they have a t-shirt that reads I don't give a fuck what you have to say. You want to push past that. Uh, just, I, I don't like when they I don't like training someone to be a salesperson. And they always try to like get you out of it too where they like, you know, when they're training you they go, "Yeah, you know, so you want to say it like this, you know, cuz you don't want to make it seem like it's a sale." Right. And it's like, that's exactly what the fuck it is, though. Right. I'm literally selling you on this. Am I not? Because like, I understand that, the, you know, the, the illusion of it being like a casual, friendly. They like, yeah, you know, they want that personal energy. Be very like personable. And I have no problem with this. I didn't really have much of one. You know, I'm like, a, you know, I'm a charming guy and I can keep conversations going. But just I love how they're like, you don't want to make it seem like we're fucking these people out of their money, even though that's exactly what the fuck we're doing. That is exactly what we do here. That is in the job description. Fuck gullible people. <laughs> Fuck gullible people out of their money when they're just trying to get like a new yoga mat or they're just they're they're just trying to buy like a new jacket at Target. What you want to do is you want to j- jump right in their face and tell them whatever service provider they have is not as good as what we have today because we at Target or we at Whole Foods are doing a promotion where 
it seems as if you're getting a deal, but it's actually the same exact price as if you just walked into a Spectrum store and bought it yourself. But what we do is we divvy up the prices and, and we kind of spread it apart so it makes it seem as though you're getting a deal on it, but you're, but you're really not. It's like when Black Friday does that thing where it's like, this TV is $400. But what we're going to do is we're going to make it seem as if it was $700, slash that price, and then put $400 at it. So, so it looks like you're, you're getting a deal. Like, oh, this TV was $700. No, it wasn't. This TV was never, this TV was never $700. It was always $400. You're just fucking stupid. So... So just I don't like conning people, you know. I don't. I I've I've never. I I don't like being like fake like that. I don't like talking without you know authenticity. Even though like it is a despite whatever joke I throw in there when I'm approaching a customer, despite whatever information I find out about them, it, it at the end of the day we are going off of a script, and it's not as original as you think. You're just adding your own sauce to an already, you know hack unoriginal form of pressuring people into buying something that they you know originally didn't want to buy or, or just couldn't be bothered with but just it's just the, the the strategy that they use is very funny it doesn't matter what they say you just got to push past it doesn't matter what they say oh hi uh, my name is Josh and we're doing promotions here at uh, you know AT&T or Spectrum so you know who's your service provider uh, I, I I'm homeless Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, we're doing promotions here. Um, I just wanted to know, like, what's your address? Nowhere. I, I just told you I live under, like, a bridge. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And what bridge is that? Okay, okay. Well, so the deals that we're doing today is 509. Hi, so, like, who do you use for internet? Who do you use for, what do you do on the internet? Uh, I look up child porn. Okay, that's cool, that's cool, right. And, like, how often do they, like, is like, an occupation? Or is like, no, just for fun. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Awesome. So, oh man, you know what? Let me bring you over here to this booth. I got like a sweet deal for I want you to hear about. Literally, it's the same shit over and over. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they say. Hey, so like, you know, who's your uh, cell phone provider right now? I don't have a cell phone. I just got out of prison yesterday for killing 10 people. You know that guy who ran over those uh, bikers in that car? That was me. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that's dope. Um, were you like on the phone? Were you driving the car? Uh, no, no, I just wanted to kill people that day. Okay, dope, 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 dope. All right. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, the the you you could say that Spectrum is sort of like a car running over, you know, like Xfinity and and Dish and all these other competitors like Cox. We're just much like what you did at that protest. We're sort of running all these competitions. We're running all these competitors over with our new strategy. I just, I, I just couldn't do it. It was, I was only there for like an hour, forty-five minutes, and I was like, "Yeah, can I, can I talk to you for a second? It doesn't seem like this is going to be a right fit for me. I don't, I'm sorry if it made, it, if I'm sorry if I it feels like I'm wasting your time." And they were like, "No, no, it's okay." I was like, oh, "I appreciate that." I just, I'm not. I've done this before, and I, and I refuse to do it again. Um, I'm just going to go back to like that driver job. I, you know, I've always liked jobs where you can drive those jobs, you know, I enjoyed those. I enjoyed those, those, you know, I still, I don't do them anymore because they don't pay shit, but you know, like roadie or DoorDash or, you know, like I once had a shipped account or Instacart as well. I've had both. I've had like multiple, I've worked for like almost every single delivery app you can think of during the pandemic plus. And what's interesting is like, uh, you know, the with the with the instacart you make more money on instacart and shipped than you do on 
you know, Postmates or DoorDash if you like really zoned in on it. But I realized you actually can't pay me to grocery shop for anyone. You can't pay me to grocery shop just in general. That's how much I don't like grocery shopping is that even if you paid me like $100, I'd be like, I, I'm, not do I'm not doing that. I'm not spending my afternoon looking for like a, a milk. I'm not doing that. And then going up to someone who, who like going up to some teenager who, who doesn't even know who's been working there for like several months and still doesn't know where anything is. Hey, do you know where the milk is? Do you know where this, have you seen this milk before specifically? And they go, oh yeah, that's, um, that's another thing too. If you work somewhere and you don't know where something is, just say, I don't know where it is, but I'm going to look it up for you right now. Don't pretend like you know where it is and then pull out your phone and then look, pull up the device they give you and then look it up and be like, oh, that's aisle 34A. Don't do that. I've had the, I've had both people before. I've had one person be like, I have no idea where this is, but I'm gonna but just give me a second. I go, I enjoy that. Instead of the person that just like lies and pretends that they that they that they, they know where it is, but you just can't remember it. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly where everything is in the store, but I just caught you on that one day where you're like, Oh right. Um one second. Let me pull this stop. You don't know where it is, and that's okay. Just tell me you don't know where it is. I will find someone else. I'll find someone who doesn't have somewhere to be after this, and they can tell me where. I'll find someone where this is where they land, where this is the end of their dreams. They don't have any more dreams. They realize they're not going to make it, or they never wanted to make it in the first place. I will find someone else who knows where, where the propane tanks are, please. Thank you. So I, th th those are just my gripes at the moment. But, but yeah, this was a, a little bit longer, but yeah. Um, what else happened today? Um, yeah, no, that's just, that's just mainly it, you know? Yeah. It's difficult to not feel, you know, like, uh, a failure at times like this, because I did have it in my head that I was going to drop the first episode of the podcast on Monday, which is today, at the time I'm recording this, and do, like, a drop on Monday, and then record on Monday, and then do the whole cycle and shit, but... Um, I guess that's just not what was, I, I, I didn't anticipate figuring out or rather refiguring out because I used to have Adobe Premiere before all this. Um, but you know, my old, uh, computer was just, it, it was too slow to process any type of video that I was trying to edit or any type of audio file. So going from that to this and then sort of being so rusty in that field, uh, I did not anticipate how difficult it was to, to re-enter this field of editing with such a complex and intricate software. Now, I, I, I will figure it out. I will pump this out on a consistent basis. I will, you know, eventually be able to edit, like, very, very smoothly. But just right now... It has been a it, it it has been absolute chaos from getting this goddamn computer to getting the apps to setting this up to cleaning the room, getting a, a rug. All of it. I just a lot of it, but I'm I'm trying to be present. I will be present. I will be more mindful. Um, and I will figure it out. That's it. Um, thank you for listening to this portion, and and um, I will be right back. All right, so let's just do – this is absolutely horrendous. Um, uh, 
I, I just can't. I, I have no words because I've seen this video before and I haven't really reacted to it. But yeah. Um, okay. So here it is. And this is this is it's almost funny because you can't you can't write something like this. Um, when when people go, oh, you must be from college. Like, no, no. When people go, oh, you must go to college. Right. That should be like an insult now. Where they go, you oh, oh you, what, what college did you go to? That should be like an insult now. Okay, so here we go. Frankly, frankly, there's just Public too many. Frankly, excuse who, me, if y'all didn't know, this is the MSC, and frankly, there's just too many white people. Frankly, who who taught her to say that? So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us POCs. I'm comfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days, and frankly, there's the it's only been open for four days, guys. To be at, and there's very few spaces for us, so keep that in mind. Thank you. Woo! Okay, so okay, so yeah, so um, um. I I would just love to speak to her ancestors. I'd love to know like where they fall at, like where where they're at in terms of this. Um, it'd be great if like all the white people in that room just stood up and they were like, "Wait a minute, who? We didn't know this place was only open for four days. Come on, every come on, guys. You know the rules. At least seven days before we colonize it. At least seven days before we colonize it." Something like that. I would just like lean into it. I'd be like, because if there's, I, I, you can't see where you can't see where everybody else is in the room because I've seen this before and you can just see this this woman. But I mean, it'd be hilarious if they just like if all the white people kind of like leaned into it. If they were just like, wait, what? We allow black people in here? When did we? What happened to the? I thought we talked about this in the last meeting. Why are white? <laughs> why are black people allowed in here? In this library, I would. I mean, I, yeah. I I just can't. I get that this is an old video, and I'm not. I I, I again. I'm just trying to. You know, I'm I'm just reacting, and uh, you know, if it's funny, it's funny. I'll just cut out the uh, non-funny parts. But like, uh, you know, this is interesting because. Uh, what do you? Who? What requirements do you need to go to college now? Do you even need to write an essay to go to college anymore? Or 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 do they just be like Hey, do you do you think do you think I mean I just can't. I'm sorry, I can't right now. This is this is funny as fuck because it's like what what's the requirement for going to college now? Like do you even need to write an essay anymore? Do you need to write an essay to go to college anymore or do you just have to be like, "Hey, who did you do you have stickers on your car? Just let's just start there. Do you have stickers on like your on your car, on your MacBook? Do you, I just and this is no dig at anyone, but on both sides, people who have stickers on their property are usually dipshits like this. Usually. By the way, I can tell that this woman doesn't normally use the word frankly. I can as someone who uses that word a lot, I can tell that she normally does not use the word frankly or cognizant. She does not, she doesn't, she's code switching. Right now, she's, she doesn't normally talk like that. 
I guarantee you, if you if you if you got her if you got her out somewhere else, she would be like, who the fuck? I'm not gonna. But you but you get the idea. I I just know for a fact that she was definitely code switching. She used her like I like how she used her HR voice to address the whites in the in the audience. And I like the people that clap too. This is a, I don't think everyone is going to appreciate this opinion. But I don't agree with this idea that you guys have that just because you are around a lot of people of your race means somehow that you're safer. Because that's just simply not the case. If I go around if I go to like a neighborhood and it's like a bunch of black people there or if I go to an area if it's a bunch of white people there, I I don't feel more comfortable either way. Because I, I know they're humans, and humans are evil as fuck. They're, they're disgusting, lecherous, land rapists. I, I, humans just in general on both sides and in every color and every shape and every size and every gender, two, only two. Um, I just, I, I, I know who, I've, I've seen it all. I, I haven't seen it all, but like I've seen what humans are capable of, and I've just never been... I've never been more comfortable either way or less comfortable around mainly whites or mainly blacks. I'm just more comfortable around what I sense to be good energy, right? This idea that just because you're around your own race that you're somehow going to be say, Look at North Korea. Kim Jong-un is Korean, and everyone in North Korea is Korean. He's doing that to his own people. Have you, have you just seen? People have to escape North Korea to tell you how bad it is. That's how... There is no, and this is funny because this goes back to that, shout out to, um, uh, what is it, Vince, Vince Yang, or, I'm sorry, I'm butchering your name, dog, I, you know, but he just did, like, recently, he was on that Vice, um, Vince Dow, Vince, shout out to Vince Dow, because he was talking about, you know, he debated those idiots on that panel, and he was like, he, I mean, he was like, what white supremacy would allow us to do this, right? Likewise, this idea that just because you're around like black people or you're and you're black or you're around mainly white people and you're white that you're going to be somehow significantly in any less or more danger is absolutely ridiculous. I think because if you go to North Korea and you look at how you know the, that because that is an actual dictatorship, like you actually can't. There is no podcast in North Korea where they're like, hey, so you know, how do you guys feel about Kim Jong Un? Do you think he's doing a good job? I I don't know. Like he he kind of rubs me with the wrong way. Like there there are no podcasts in North Korea where they're like, yeah, man, that dude just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know, man. Making it illegal for us to to all have, uh, making it illegal for us to all wear you know long black leather coats because he likes to wear it and he doesn't want us on his dick like that. That's just kind of weird, you know. I have a joke about this in my act, and every time I open this up and I, I give this, I relay this information to people in the audience. They're always like, huh? I didn't know. Yes, this is a very real fact. You can look this up. Kim Jong Un made it illegal in North Korea to oh to to uh, I believe be a man. I think women are fine, but if you're a man, you cannot own or wear a black leather coat, a long black leather coat, because he likes to wear it, and that's his style, and he doesn't want anyone biting him, which is which is like low key funny because it's like. <laughs> Because I, I just imagining the the like the meeting and and like how he came up with this where he like wears like a long black leather coat and then like one of his subordinates walks in and he's like, if you don't take that fucking jacket off, you dick rider! Oh my god, man, I can't have shit in here, yo. Y'all y'all on my dick heavy, yo. Like come on, just imagining just Kim Jong Un doing that is hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, this is uh, wow. Um, don't ever, ever, 
call me a POC, by the way. That's another thing, too. She used a word that I, I don't, I absolutely cannot stand. When I first heard that, when they were like, hi, so are you, will you be one of the BIPOCs that we have casted today on set? I was like, what the fuck did you just call me? Don't ever, ever, ever call me or any other black person you see a BIPOC or a POC. Don't stop. Cut it out. Don't ever, ever. What is wrong with you? Where you like need another word for. There, there were like people of color, colored people, niggas, niggers. And then now we're like, you know, I like calling them dark, dark, those of dark hues. That's another thing, too, when people like try to sugarcoat just calling you black, where they're like, so they were, um, um, uh, they were like humans of a darker complexion. <sighs> Let's just sign off one more time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I appreciate the, the support, if I, I'm getting any at all, from, you know, my friends and, you know, colleagues and, you know, people who support me doing comedy, other comedians and other content creators, et cetera, et cetera. And then you at home. I, it, it means a lot. If one or two or three of you listen to this and you think it's entertaining or you think it's interesting or you think it's funny or you you, you like how I talk or you like the, my voice or you like what whatever it is, thank you. And, um, yeah, I appreciate the, the attention. So, yeah. Um, we'll be signing off uh, one more time. Uh, yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs>